at one point they wanted $50,000 more. And okay, when you're buying a house over a million dollars, what is $50,000? It's nothing. But sometimes I could be, I could be very strong in my negotiation skills. And I was like, no, this is it. I'm not giving you the 50,000. The next day they said, well, we have somebody else who's bidding. I'm always skeptical of them. I'm like, oh, please, maybe it's not true. And the house was sold. Uh-huh. So my husband the same. why didn't you do it? You should have done it. I said, I'm telling you, it's not the house. Jewish Money Matters, episode 313, Buying Your First Home Even When It Seems Impossible with Alex Kaplan. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth, to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry, to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, your host. Welcome to the show. Today, I'm in conversation with my close friend, my very, very, very close friend, I should say, Alex Kaplan, not only because we wanted to hang out together, but because I wanted to highlight her experience in buying her first property in the hot Los Angeles market at a point in 2022 where mortgage rates had more than doubled. It would have seen the most unlikely time for Alex and her husband, who'd been looking for a home to buy in LA for over a decade, to pull the trigger and purchase. And yet, here they are, homeowners. When I heard this story, I said, this This needs to be told. Sure, everyone's circumstances are different, but in Alex, you'll see a lot of our lives, hardworking parents who've had to save over the years, a desire to own a home, high cost of living, not because of the city only, you know, the city in which they live, but also because of the Jewish lifestyle they they value. So like many of you, we're talking about a family who's paying Jewish day school for a number of children, etc. Let's just say this is not the average American family. It's a family with similar financial responsibilities as many of my listeners, I suspect. And so I thought it was a very apropos conversation. Alex is currently a business owner. She'll share some of that journey as well. She owns the prof- a professional interpreting and translation business, Kaplan Interpreting. So with that background, what did we talk about today? Her journey over many years looking to purchase a home for their family in Los Angeles, the emotional roller coaster of it all, or a lack of actually, as you'll see, my friend is quite unique in this regard, the thought process behind purchasing a home, including the lessons learned each time an opportunity didn't materialize, different elements that made this the perfect time for her and her family to buy at home, despite the market seemingly telling a different story, trust, bitachon, and how it has played a part in their journey, as well as the practical financial moves that helped. Tons of lessons for anyone who's wanting to purchase their first home, their first property, and frankly, for anyone making high stakes financial decisions. And aren't we all? Let's hear it. Here's Alex Kaplan. my friend. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. How are you? Hi, good morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. This is just just for our listeners to know, this is kind of getting a sneak peek into 
just me hanging out with my friend. That's what this show is about totally, right now, totally. this moment. But really, I, I wanted you to come on the show because we've been friends forever. But aside from that, you have an awesome recent story about a big financial milestone that I feel like I've been with you through that journey in, you know, some pieces of the journey. And when it just now when it materialized, it's like, wait, there's so much to unpack here. And there's so much to celebrate. And the more I'm hearing about the journey and how it's all related to your latest purchase of your new home. I was like, you have to come on the show and talk about it. And you're such a good sport. You're like, sure, I will. So here we are. <laughs> Did I say that? First off, I was hesitant. I didn't kind of, I don't like this kind of stuff because it's not my forte. I don't yeah. like. Did I bribe you? I'm an interpreter and I follow words. I don't come up with words. <laughs> oh, good point. Everybody, she's an interpreter. You, you need to give us the details. Whoever needs an interpreter, exactly. she's the one. She's the exactly. one. Okay, but let's let's start with the story because you recently called me with this excitement. I closed on my house. I found my house. And I'm like, wait, what? After so many years, you live in the West Ho Coast. You live in LA, right? Correct. You live in LA and you've been looking for a home for a very, very long time. And in a couple months, maybe not now, right now, the market was really, really crazy. And yet, I don't, I can't explain how it's beyond the natural order, but something happened and you found this house and it was a perfect house. Tell us a little bit about the journey to getting to that house before we even talk about how you managed to close on that deal. <laughs> So we've been looking for a home in LA for about 17 years. Mm -hmm. um, my husband had a steady, has a steady job, thank God, with a government. And at times we would find homes that required a big down payment, but we had family help in order for us to go for it. But then when we would do the, the investigation, the, you know, the inspection, called, inspection. the inspection, and the house would have so many issues that we would just back up and say, this is not good. This is back out. This is not good for us. Let's just not do it. And that was like 17 years ago. We were about to do one that the sale price was 500,000. Now that house was selling again for 1.3. Wow. So that tells you how the market in LA is just, mm -hmm. it's a good market to invest in, and it's a tough market to buy right? right but you know for sure that your investment in LA it's it's going to exponentially grow after that we moved to Huntington Beach which we also were thinking let's buy a home but my husband wasn't unsure how long we were going to be there for so it was um tricky like should we get it should we not get it are we it's is this the house that we like and I always had something to say about the house oh the ceilings are not too high I don't like the backyard there's always always something that my husband was saying, just stop saying you that. You didn't feel it. Right. I didn't feel it. But at the same time, I didn't have that eye, to be honest with you. I didn't have that business eye, which I should, but I didn't. Because you just buy a home and then you just remodel it. But I didn't feel like I wanted to be in a home that it wasn't remodeled. Uh -huh. Or perfect right. for me. Or right. Not perfect for me. Perfect, like, to go. Like, already ready um, to move in. Right. So that was years ago. So that happened in Huntington Beach where we're about to buy a house. Then we just say, no, we don't know how long we're going to be here for it. We ended up being there for five years, so it would have been amazing because we would have made money. Then we come back to L.A., and it's in a rush. Like, we have only, like, a month, so we have to rent. Obviously, you're not going to buy a home in a right. month. So we're like, no, there's no way. Let's just rent. So we rented a home, um, and then 
after that, we're like, okay, maybe we'll just start looking after a year and we see what we see. Obviously, the home prices now are triple of right. what they were back when I told you that they were 500. They're not 500 anymore. They're 1.5. Right. So the same exact homes. And now we have more idea, more of an idea of where we want to live and the neighborhood that we like. So we were about to buy this amazing property right next to a park and right next to Beverlywood, which is uh, one of the prime real estates here. But there, a lot of money you had to put in. So we were unsure. What if, you know, if we buy it, we need to put this much. You mean in the down payment or you mean to remodel? No, to remodel. The, mm. the, the house was really run down. Then they were doing an ADU, an additional unit, you know, like the, the garage. They It's allowed in LA to convert it into a living space. Uh-huh. So that was, they, they start, they had started already doing it, but we had to do more. But plus the house was really run down. So what I was like sold. I was like, this is it. This is like prime real estate. This is the opportunity. But somehow my husband and other people um, dissuaded me. They said, this is not a good idea. And I let it go. And I spoke to a friend. She said, I, I don't see it. This, this is the other reasons. And I let it go peacefully. So every time that would happen peacefully, I would let it go. Oh, my husband, wow. Yeah, yeah, my husband's not like that. He would just be like, oh, I'm sorry, but it's true. This is your fault. <laughs> He'll be fine with you saying that. Life. Yeah, this is your fault that we should have done it. We could have made this much money. And I always would feel like it's true. Maybe I'm not so good in business. Maybe I don't have the eye. Like maybe I just have to follow my husband in this, this area, area huh. of our lives. So we're in this house in LA. And Meanwhile, I'm of- loving your bitajon. I have to say, like <laughs> it's an emotional roller coaster. And like for it you is. to say, I used to just stay calm about the whole thing. I mean, come on. That's a level. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. I I can let go of things pretty easily, thank God. So, yeah. And meanwhile, you and I we share that. We always listen to Bitahon and in classes and in Muna, and that's yeah, that has been. Our you see, topic. people, you see why I'm bringing her in. <laughs> we have we have been studying that subject for what over five years. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sure. and your podcast and your classes are amazing too. I love them, um, and they help me so much. And I hear the replay when I'm not there. So, mm. yeah, that. I'm working on it too, like meaning like straightening and saying, you know, if it is this, not this house, because my, my husband doesn't see it. So maybe it's not the house. Right. And, right. and if uh, I'm not getting the loan for it, it's just not the house. So I let that go. Also that, Oh, there was another house then in LA we saw it and it was really already done, which is very hard in LA to find a house that is already ready to move in. And wow. he, my husband, that was on Shabbos. He was actually walking and he just saw it. In. He saw it. He's like, why don't you go? Please go. I went in. And the real estate agent was actually a, a, a Jewish guy. Um, I liked him. And I said, you know, I might be interested in this house. Uh, and I didn't say I might. I said, I'm interested in this house. Like, all confident. I'm interested in this house. And um, But it was tiny, tiny, tiny inside. Oh. And, but the backyard was huge. Like, I could just see the, the backyard for anything. A weddings, people would ask me, bris, like anything that you want. That mm. house was, had a phenomenal backyard. So anyways, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, they, at one point they wanted $50,000 more and okay. When you're buying a house, uh, over, you know, million dollars, what is $50,000? <laughs> it's nothing. But sometimes I could be, I could be very, um, strong in my negotiation skills. And I was like, no, this is it. I'm not giving you the 50,000. The next day they said, well, we have somebody else who's bidding. I'm like, I, I, I I'm always skeptical. Of wow. them. I'm like, oh, please, maybe it's not true. And the house was sold. 
my husband the same. Why didn't you do it? You should have done it. I said, I'm telling you, it's not the house. I'm telling you, I don't like, I don't like the apartment buildings right next to it. I don't like that it's close to, um, what is it? National Boulevard. I'm, I, I'm not sold. I'm not Mm -hmm. sold that this is going to be prime real estate. Meanwhile, this is all around Culver City, Beverly Wood, which in four or five years, the whole neighborhood will be, I'm sure, with restaurants, with new businesses. Um, and it's going to be an amazing uh, area to live. Uh-huh. Right now it's an amazing area, but it's going to—it's becoming more and more and more as we speak. So, well, we let that one go. And we had to move from this uh, house. We were renting a house. And we didn't have to move, but they said you need to, you know, now the lease is up. Right. Do you want to, you want to sign a new lease or what do you want to do? So meanwhile, my husband should we sign a three year lease because things in LA go up and up. And I didn't like the house at all. The one that we were renting. Um, I mean, I was happy. I was content, but uh, it's not the house that I want to keep on living. You know, there's different, right. they, they could be, they, they don't have to be intertwined, the two, intertwined, the two emotions. <laughs> you want to leave a, a place but at the same time you're okay and you're comfortable in that space so I was comfortable in the space but I didn't want to be there uh whatever that means for listeners and then um my husband said hey I saw this other house this one really is perfect he says you're gonna love this one it's ready to move in um it's not the neighborhood that you want he tells me it's not exactly what you wanted it's not Beverly Wood because I was already set with Beverly Wood I said that's it if I can find a house the other house that I told you, I found that I'm sure something else is going to happen, open up. So I said, okay, I mean, it's not the neighborhood that I, that I, that I want. And it's because the other neighborhood also has safety, has a, oh, gate. Whole, a gated. Whole, it's not gated, but the whole neighborhood has um, not ADT, but something like ADT, but they have a, a security person ah. who could buy that, but you put in, you pitch in. Right. So that's very good for your kids to always walk at night. It's very, very safe. And this area is not the safest. So I wasn't sure because of that. Anyways, I decided to go and look at the house that my husband is saying it's perfect. And it was all ready to move in. And was, all the things that you wanted, the space that you wanted. I mean, the space is perfect. The backyard is great. Um, it had rooms for every single one of my kids, had bathrooms. Everything was already made. I mean, ready to move in. Only some things you had to, but it's only if you're, you know, if you're willing to spend right. the money. Exactly. So I look at it and, but, but I don't want to show the real estate agent that I'm crazy for the house. Not crazy. I wasn't crazy for the house. That, I, you that I'm into the house. Right. Uh-huh. But my husband is the opposite. Oh, this is great. <laughs> this is awesome. Look at this. And look at this. And look at this. Look at this. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we have to say. Husband is a litigator. So this makes the whole story even funnier that he should be the one who gets all emotional. Exactly. Exactly. He's an attorney and he's so not emotional. So he was just like being exactly like the female part, like completely all, oh, we can do this and we can do that. And look at that. But come here, come here. And I'm like, my face was completely straight stone, and serious. Stone face. Nothing. You couldn't see any emotions. Okay. We'll talk about it. Sure. I'm not sure. I was like, I'm, I don't like the neighborhood so much. Um, we'll talk about it. So then I sat down like a lady, you know, my cross legs and talking to the real estate agent. I'm like, so, um, who lived here? I mean, who's living here? Like, why do they want to sell it? You know, all, all asking all the questions. And he was telling me, well, they, they, they love this house. You know, you could tell that it was just like a sales pitch. Right. Um, 
And I was like, okay, uh, just tell me why they're, they're moving. Well, you know, they have kids, they're grown up, and this is that. But they, 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 this is what they want, you say. They want a Jewish family. They want a Jewish family, uh, a family who's going to live here forever. I also felt that everything was a sales pitch. I felt it, but I was like, okay, who cares? Like, I have to put that on the side, mm-hmm. and I have to just focus on the house. And meanwhile... So this whole thing minutes. about that Jewish family was a made-up thing that I, Everything made was up. made up from him. You'll uh-huh. see. He, everything was made up. I, he, he was a nice guy, but at the same time, he's he was an actor, actually. <laughs> we Google him. Yeah, he used to be an actor. Um, so anyways, so we say, okay, bye-bye. And and I tell him a price. I said, this is as much as I can go. Um, and he's like, well, let's see if we can do that. And, and it's like, as, as you're saying, nobody was buying in August. Right. Being, you know, nobody. All over the news, all over the media, everything was um, do not buy a real estate. Interest rates are up in the sky, you know, like 10% or more. And... I'm thinking, okay, let's, let's just keep on going somehow. I didn't think so much about it. First of all, I don't read news. I don't, I don't hear news. I'm trying to stay away from it. So it didn't, um, change anything that I was feeling that I right. needed to move from the other rental space. Um, so we, my, so then the man comes back and says, well, they're thinking about your, uh, your bid. They're not so oh, sure. So you put in the offer. You put in an offer. Yes, because I said this is just as much as I can go. I, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I don't want to stretch myself thinner. It's not a good idea. I, if I haven't bought a house until now, I just right. might as well just think about this, <laughs> you know, like in and out and 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 dissect it and break it down. I can't just make a decision impulsively if I've waited right. for 17 years. Right. So you didn't put a crazy offer. You put what worked with your budget and you didn't go crazy. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, so then um, they come back and they say that they have a new offer. And Wait, how much thought- are they asking? 1.5? So at that moment, it was 1.5, correct? Okay, they were asking 1.5. They were asking 1.5, and I said to him, one. Wow, you're bold. Good for you. Okay. So I said one, and my husband's like, he stared at me, but I was like, no, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to, I think it was 1.5. Hold on. I think it was 1.5 first, but then when we we saw the house, he, he had dropped either a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand mm-hmm. before I got to see the house. So say that it was one point three, something like that. Anyways, I just said one. Yeah. I remember the exact numbers, but I know that they had um um reduced it. Um which also was like, okay, they reduce it is that because they know that people are not gonna right. buy a purchase a home right now. Anyways, so we went back and forth of that new um uh, that new offer. Oh also the other thing is we had, we didn't, I never, I had never chosen a real estate agent just because I don't like salespeople so much. <laughs> and I never settled on one. I never settled on one. And I was very honest with them. I would always say, look, you know, I haven't chosen you. Don't think that it's, you know, if I buy a house, might not be with you. Like very transparent. But at the same time, I was like, you have to tell them if you're going to go with them. I'm like, I'm telling them, I'm telling them, I'm not sure. I just, anyway, that day I called the Jewish guy that I told you that I had met in the other house. He didn't pick up. And I was like, okay. So I just called this Asian lady that um, that I had spoken with her before. Very nice lady. However, I had never worked with her before. Right. So she was extremely lucky to get that phone call. And I said, hey. He said, she's like, why are you calling me after a year of 
like not even being in contact with me. I'm like, because my other guy didn't answer. Right. And, and I need an agent. <laughs> exactly. And I, and I told him, I was very straightforward. And I said, it might not be you. I'm just, you know, if you were interested in showing me the house. Anyways, so she got involved into the whole thing. But then she got so excited because she was buying her own house. So obviously, there was some reward there for her. Oh, right, right. She needs a commission. She needs a commission. ASAP, exactly. And she was showing me another house that the other house I also liked a lot, but it was more, but it was bigger. And it was just much better investment than this one, to be honest with you. But it required much more of a down payment that I didn't have. And I had to just like, you know, try and, and look for other ways to fill out, um, to, to accumulate that down payment. Anyways, um, long story short, we're going back and forth, back and forth with the guy. He says a little bit more than what I want. And I'm kind of want to say no. Mm. I want to say like, no, this is what I say. But my husband somehow said yes. And I was like, why, why did you do that? Then he felt guilty that he did it. But, um, then, okay, after that, we decide, we decide like, okay, it's already like almost four weeks for mm-hmm. us to, to finish the, 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 I mean, to, to move out. And we need to know, like, are, there, are we going to lease or are we going to buy this house? So I was just more set on, like, let me just go and jump in the lake. Like, I have not done this in real estate. Somehow, like, I was thinking about the, my childhood and money relationship and my money relationship, I believe that has been amazing since I was very young. I don't have anything. I'm not I think up so with too, by the way. Yeah. The only thing I think is this. I think that fear was put in, um, I don't know by whom, you know, for a big purchase, because I remember mm-hmm. 17 years ago, I was ready to do it. But then everybody else would tell me this, 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 this is wrong. Um, the, there's a leak, there's uh, termites, there, you know, whatever it is, you might not have the money. And I wasn't working back then. I wasn't working 17 years ago. I started to really, really, um, how, you know, to, to bring in money five years ago mm-hmm. before it was just here and there being an interpreter, being a uh, Spanish teacher, remember, and tutor and all that, which was not going to Yeah, help it was on real money. Right. Right. With a monthly payment. Exactly. Anyway. So, um, after so much back and forth with the real estate agent and my other real estate agent and just putting people in their places because it feel that everybody was just like pulling their way. Oh, but the, the owners want to sell it right now. And then, um, you know, are you ready? Or we have another offer. And I'm like, I'm sure there's no other offer. But then the, my real estate agent, instead of saying, you know, trying to, to, to vouch for me and to defend me, she was like, I do think that there's another offer. And I really did not believe that there was another offer just in a couple hours. It just can't be that he didn't say this before. And all of a sudden there is one. Anyways, um, I decided to, to, uh, oh, they gave me an, an, uh, a whole inspection report. It seemed that it was good, but I asked an, an inspector to come and to give me his honest. And I didn't even know this person. It was um, referred to me by, by somebody who buys a lot of real estate. And it seems like he was very honest. He's like, mm-hmm. Alex, just this and this and this should be um, maybe looked into, but you're okay. Thank God. Right, right. So he's like, I do believe that the price is, is um, reasonable. It's not, you're not going to get it for an amazing price, but it's reasonable. And then running the numbers, it seems that if I wanted to buy this house and the, the mortgage payments weren't going to be as high as a rental. Rental was going to be $2,000 more a month per month. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because things, you know. In LA, yeah, because also the rental prices were going up so, so high. Right. Exactly. So at that moment, 
I asked this uh, entrepreneur that he does real estate, and I said, you know, do you, does anybody have here a bank, you know, to that offers mortgage loans? So he gave me a number, and I went through through it, and it happens to be that they work with big, big uh, businesses that they make ten million dollars. The year. big investors, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, this is not me. So they, it was hard, it was rocky. But I was praying and praying and praying, saying, I hope that it goes um, through with them because the difference was huge. Like the interest, the mortgage interest rate with them and with somebody else, the difference was like five points. Wow. Wait, so you start shopping, shopping for for mortgages. And this guy points you in the direction of this institution that finances big projects. And they come back with a really much lower interest rate, even though you're a small project. Right. So everybody else with Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, I, I think I shopped and I called five, nine point something, 10 point something. I mean, it was just normal. That's what it was. Right. And then when, when this bank came to me saying, well, if you give me this much down payment, it will be for something. I'm like, nobody would believe it. No, not Chase. It is not, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Not, not yeah, not Bank of America. They're all like, oh please, yeah yeah yeah, okay okay, just come back to us. And I was like, okay. I mean, I believed them. I said it, it was really well recommended. I don't know what to say. But meanwhile, they were like, well, Alex, you need to give me a spreadsheet. Okay, this is not adding up. And I'm like, well, you're not really looking at everything that I send you. It all makes sense. Anyways, back and forth, back and forth. Um, we got approved, and that was like, this is it. I mean, this is just the most amazing. Um, thing that has ever happened to me because if they had not approved me, I wasn't going to buy a house. Right. There was no way I was going to go with 10%. No way. No way. Um, so they gave me an amazing mortgage rate, which is like 4.75. It's unbelievable. Like for just, August is unbelievable. It's, it's like comparable to what we used to have 12 months ago. So what, you know, it's a, it's, that's like a miracle in and of itself. <laughs> It was a miracle. It was a miracle. And I recognized it. And I, I prayed so much that day that she said, well, Alex, let me get back to you today. I'm like pacing back and forth, praying, saying this is going to happen. I'm <laughs> telling Rafi, do not argue. Don't argue. Just be on her side. Just be the best friend ever. I'm like, I'm telling you, she's going to decide today. Um, and that's it. I mean, do you want to know anything else? That's so, it. so, so yes, I want to know a few things. First of all, like, you to you, I think because you're a naturally organized person. Can I say that you're naturally organized? Would you describe yourself as that? With my work, yes. With right. uh, my office, like if you see the space, no, but yes, I'm <laughs> I could relate. I could totally relate. But when you talk about like the spreadsheet, running the numbers and all that, so somebody listening would be like, Oh, that sounds overwhelming. I don't even know like what she means by that or how to begin. So why don't you break that process for us? Like, what is it that you're sending? And is it your husband with you? Is it you who are dealing with all this paperwork? Because there is paperwork that has to be in line and you seem to have had it kind of ready or done your part of the readiness, let's say. So in all this process and in, in our financials, my husband has never... Uh, been curious about it. Let's just say that. And he's not, he doesn't want the responsibility. He, he doesn't, I don't know that he doesn't have a head. Of course he would have a head. He's not, he's not interested. He has left it up to me. So has always been me. Uh So the only things that I, that I would need was like, okay, can you give me your W2? Can you give me, um, 
our retirement account, things from the government. But Easy. other than that, you had everything else, every, everything else. I had to put it together. Um, bank accounts, you know, what you have, securities, deposits, all the, the money part. Um, I don't think they ask for expenses. They just ask, you know, how long you've lived before. So I needed that for Rafi too. I forgot like where we lived before and the mm -hmm. amounts that we pay. That's it. And the fact that you yourself have variable income through your business, do you think that, did that scare you? Did that impact, you think had, that had an influence, that an impact, you know, cause they're looking for a stable income, but you think the fact that he has a stable income and even though yours is variable, that would smoothen out the, I guess the ride. They did. They did ask, Hey, show us 2020, 2021. Um, and I didn't have at that moment ready 2021. So they needed a letter from the accountant. And they needed to see 1099s because I deal with 1099s. But no, but you, you seem to like from I'm watching. Nobody's watching you, but I'm watching you as you're answering the question. You seem like so cool about it. Like it seems like it didn't stress you. It didn't worry you whether you had it or no, not. No, that part, no, that part did not stress me at all because I knew that that was good. I knew that they could see the growth in our uh -huh. agency. Thank God. So and they could see that I've been in that I've been for 15 years working and they could see also Rafi has been like you're saying also steady. Um, no, that was not, that was not a stress at all. I mean, the only stressful part was that, uh, that Rafi's a full-time employee. I work full-time and they kept on calling um, the whole day for different documents and different people calling. That was so stressful. That right. was beyond stressful. While I'm talking to a judge, Rafi's in court somebody's calling and they need the documents ASAP and validate it. That's very stressful. I'm not going to validate something without my husband reading it. He's the right. lawyer. I'm not the lawyer. I don't read right. the small print letters. Yeah. Yes. Print. Wow. Wow. So now that we hear your story, I mean, there are so many takeaways that I come come up with, but if you were to, you know, you're sitting with me, you're sitting with a friend, and now that you're on the other side, you bought this house in a challenging market, in an expensive market, at a challenging time for that market, your first time doing it, you know, it's not like you came with tons of experience. What do you think you had, you had going for you? What do you think are those things that you would say to your kids, to your kids, to myself, to your friends? Like, listen, go with these things. I do these things. This is what helped me through this process. I think with me looking back, because I can settle on, on something like meaning I can settle with how the bathroom looks, what, how the kitchen looks. But sometimes if I would like to, um, you know, add a bathroom, a shower door or things like that, I always wanted to know that I could make that money to be able to make that remodelation or that change so for me looking back what stressed me and what I mean besides what I told you before it was that what if what if I'm not making this much or not making that much mm. but it somehow I think it was I think it has been the classes you know that the bitachon um, classes and that standing on Hashem and just knowing that all could be possible in a wow. second you know right. think about it and it's there and and praying and becoming obviously um, I'm older and somehow I just feel that if Hashem has done it, he's going to do it. So that trust and knowing, you know, thank God I'm in a good place right now. Hashem is going to make it better. Yes. I mean, that's it. It's just no fear that it, I will go back, you know, I love it. Cause there were, there were times in our life. It wasn't, which it wasn't so easy, even though 
thank God he has had a steady job. I was not making money and it's in LA and you need, uh, at least either your parents have a lot of money or you need two incomes yeah. to survive in LA. Yeah. Right. 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 And you have, can I know how, how many kids? So four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I know how we're the same? Um, so, and I knew that by the way, listeners, she's my friend, but I want to just ask the question. Um, so the other thing, and tell me if you agree with this one, the other takeaway, and that was really, really good. I do agree with you that having that level of bitachon, I mean, you really exemplify it. Like now that I'm having this conversation with you, I'm going to carry this with me because again, Purchasing real estate can be such an emotional thing. And then the, but the way you've walked us through the process, it's like such a perfect illustration of how Bitachon can help us through these big, big life choices, basically. I mean, it is a big choice to make such a commitment. It has been the biggest. That's why, in a sense, I, it's interesting. Once all the papers were signed, and it's funny, I think it's my personality. This, um, entrepreneur who referred me, to the bank he was mm-hmm. like wow you seem not to be excited i was like i was he's like it seems like you're going to the dentist and it's so interesting because i was thinking and it's mm-hmm. something it's it's like peace i don't know how to explain it like yes. i don't need to plus material cannot move me why why should it make me excited i don't know how to explain it so i was like okay so i purchased a home i wanted it i'm glad i have it but it's a different kind of I got a home and to be flashy or to be flashy just to tell people I was like there's no need you know there's no need so I was like oh no I am I was telling him yeah thank you but I was telling him thank you so much obviously I have to thank him for the referral right um obviously it's Hashem but it was amazing that Hashem did it through him but the funny thing is that right after this happened that we signed I I said this is it now I'm ready now I'm ready to invest in other real estate now I'm ready because I had it in me I said it cannot be I have that I do have that I do have an eye I do want to buy here there 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 like I have all this ideas nice somehow yes somehow it's like Benji jumping you know you were scared you did Benji jumping now you can do skiing. Now you can do other stuff. Yeah, it's like your 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 ceiling becomes your new floor, right? Like after yes. you cast that, now it's my new floor, right? And I could probably see how entrepreneurship and the last five years, I, I know it's your personality, but I could probably see how that journey also kind of took you to that level. And now, you know what I mean? Of, of having that, knowing that, hey, Hashem sends, Hashem can send from here for everywhere, you know, just staying cool and collected through the whole thing and really rational about the whole thing. Yes, yes. And, and the other day I was, I listened, I listened to a lot of Audible books. Yeah. And I have tons for business and small businesses and, but anyway, any, anything. Now I'm reading actually the Edith Eva Egger. The yes, choice. yes, yes, yes. The choice. Yeah. Exactly. But anyways, so when I, when I listened to all these audibles, there was one that I was just talking about. I can't remember the name. Giver. It's called Giver. Okay. And it's not, I don't think he's a Jewish person. And all his book is about giving. If mm. you give, you will get more. Yeah. Then I took this Tony Robbins, um, free five day, um, what is it? Like a workshop. Book camp. Yeah. Book camp. Yeah. Yeah. And he talked about that too. Yeah. He talked about the more you give, the more you get. I was like, that is beyond amazing. It, it's, it does exactly what I believe. So yeah. it, buying this house is 
it has made us feel like, okay, we got here, we can get somewhere else. Yeah. But it's yeah. not because it's a house. I don't know how to explain it. It was because yes. it was something there, some, I don't know, fear, some, uh, something hidden that we were not able go to tap it but once you tap it you're ready for the rest yeah the people say when you hit the hit 40s you're more comfortable the same thing i mean you're more comfortable yeah yeah well yeah and there's a maturity level with age i don't know that we would have reacted the same way in our 20s had we gotten the house then you know there's a maturity level that comes with the struggle with the experience and all the things then there's another point here alex about the fact and you alluded to this earlier the fact that even though the news says something and the economy says something what if you need a house and you want a house like just go for it you know people ask all the time well it's not such a good time to buy but let's look at your personal situation is this something that is good for you regardless of all the externalities Mm -hmm. i'm not saying completely dismiss that but don't make that your number one thing Exactly. That, that's interesting because I remember what over five years ago too, you told me that you were listening to money podcast and you got me into it. Which podcast? Oh yeah. So money, of course. Yes. Yeah. 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 Of course. And that's, I would hear it from her. I would hear it from my real estate friends. Like what, what, what's going on Alex? Like, what is it that you want? You want a house? Just buy it. Like, I don't understand why. Yeah. But is it a good investment? No, if it is exactly that, if it is a house that you want to live in and for the next, who knows how long we're going to be in LA or not even that you're thinking of selling it for your kids for investment, uh, you just buy it. So that also, exactly. That also helped me. Because I said, it cannot be that I'm going to stretch this longer. It, exactly. it, it's impossible. I need to buy a home to live, period. Either they, either it's a good investment or not. However, yes, I need it to be appealable. Like I need it to be somehow attractive for me to live. For sure. If not, I wouldn't have done it. So. For sure, for sure, for sure. But we don't give them the goal. That's the point because of whatever everything else is saying. Like if it's, 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 uh, some, it's our goal. I want to ask you before we wrap right. it up another thing, which is, the journey, I mean, it does take a lot of discipline to, especially you're an entrepreneur. Yes, your husband has a steady job, but you've been, you know, working towards building your business for a long time. Then you started your business and we all know it is a journey and it does take a lot of discipline to put together the money, right? To like, as we're growing a family and we have, like you said, Kenina Hara, it's four kids and we all know it's day school and it's uh, camps and it's uh, all the things. Thank God we have a lot of expenses. And yet yeah. somehow I want to address the discipline piece because that can be a little overwhelming and a little bit scary. And yet somehow you manage to over the years stay the course and know one day we are investing in a property and I'm putting my pennies. I remember I had a guest on the show, Connie Wolchansky, who she didn't say it on the interview, but I I refer to a post on Facebook that she had mentioned this and she admitted to be true, where she said there were months during the journey before we bought our property that we were putting $1 in the saving account, just $1. But like that was the thing that I was committed to. So maybe can you talk about that journey, how you stay the course, were you derailed? Like talk to us about that process of saving. Yeah, well, I think that it, it involved the, all the members of my house. So for example, ah. Rafi doesn't spend, Rafi doesn't spend. I mean, like literally, he doesn't even buy a Diet Coke or a Coke a, a week. He's you like my husband. Saying? They're like, yeah, 
then it's something that it's from him is nothing to do with his family. It's just him. He's like that, um, which is a blessing because then I can buy a pair of earrings. I'm joking. So, <laughs> they just don't no, need much. They just they need happy need. wives, but exactly. they don't need much. These exactly. guys. So that's number one. Number two, thank God. One of my girls, I told you about this, my 17 year old, she has her own business. Mm-hmm. She, she has an online um, secondhand clothing business. So thank God she makes that money and she spends whatever she spends comes from there. Wow. Guys, are you, this is unbelievable. Yes. Then the third is my other daughter that she was not, um, she didn't have mazal, so much mazal on that business too. My other daughter um, explained to her how to, but she didn't have mazal. So now you see, she explained to her exactly how to do it. So you see how mazal sometimes works. Oh, she had, like she had, her sister taught her how to do the business. And exactly, almost the same business. Okay, there was wow. almost no difference. And you see that my other daughter had mazal in this one now, so she didn't continue. As of now, she hasn't continued. So my other daughter would work for me, whatever I needed, database, mm-hmm. uh, reaching out to interpreters, making phone calls, just literally working for me. Yeah. And I would pay her. Yes. So I would pay her. And that again, it's when she would go out, she would use that money. If you want a pair of shoes, it comes from that money. So I didn't have to worry about expenses from those girls. And you know, girls can spend a lot. Yes, yes. Teenage they, girls and, can be costly. And it has helped them a lot, has helped them a lot in every single way. What to spend, not to spend. Do mm-hmm. I really need this um, coffee when we get, they go out? Do I really need this ice cream? And not because of eating. It's just because of the spend, you know, the spending. Even with their cars, they know, should I drive this much, not drive this much? So they're very, very cautious. That's not awesome. Cautious. They give a lot of tzedakah. Thank God. Yes, they give a lot of tzedakah too. Whenever you ask them, they're there and they give. So, um, so that has worked pretty well. I mean, my, my boys, not yet. I mean, they work in camps, you know how it goes and then they don't spend. But other than that, I, at least I didn't have to worry about that. Then in terms of, of putting away, yes, I would set it up. It's been maybe five years that weekly a lot would leave my, our account to go to other accounts. Really? Would, yes. And I would not look at those, those accounts at all. So I would just work with what I have and, you know, we're just cautious people. I don't like spending for spending, like even right. electricity. What is the point during the day of having so much light? That's just the way I am just because I'm not going to give them uh, the pleasure of you know, my money, the, the, of giving them my money. The same with parking uh, meters or things like that. So I have taught my kids that, you know, you want a pair of, sho- a, a pair of shoes. Good. You know, but just when you're going to park, just think of there's some a free parking instead of pain just mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm. for the, the sake of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Well, at one point I did play in the stock market and just, I, I made a good money at one point. <laughs> good for you. Crazy thing. Yeah. Before this crazy thing, I could have made more, but because I thought now I'm going to make more, I didn't at that point, but it's all it. So I have learned my lessons with that. Um, and then goals, like you, you have said, I have, I have set goals for me. You know, one was, if we're going to go to Israel, so this is the goal of our mitzvah. So we have set up goals like you also have it. And, yes. you know, I learned it from you. I learned it from um, the other podcast that you told me to to listen, that it's good to set goals. That's the way it's helpful. Now I have to redo it again, honestly, to be honest with yes. you. After the house, I haven't done it um, because, you know, life. But I have to set it again 
in different accounts. I have many different it's accounts. It's such like a good do. point. It's a very good point. Now that we've achieved that one goal, right? Can we go sit down and have the conversation again and see uh, what is the next goal, right? Because again, just saving for the sake of saving doesn't really, it's not very, it's very boring to save. Like you need yes. a really good motivator and it's not just accumulation of money. That doesn't do it, you know, for no. I mean, at least it wouldn't do it for me. Just money because of money. That's not it. You have to have a very strong why behind that. Exactly. And yeah, that and teaching your kids. You know, I think it's very important to to dedicate time to explain to your kids. Not necessarily. They don't they don't want to work because they're studying. That's perfectly fine. But at least, you know, giving them chores in the house that they can value money and they yeah. And then at least you don't worry about them so much. So I feel that in, in our case, I'm aware about my husband and aware about the, the other two girls and, you know, managing, managing the house and delegating, you know, like sometimes we feel well to have a housekeeper. We really don't need it so much. We really, mm. But I've learned that if not, then I, I can't put many hours in meeting people for my business. Right. So I've learned how to balance, balance. that out. Yes, yes. Good point. Very, very good point. And, and I just want to also reiterate what you said about having the different sub accounts that you constantly were channeling money there and you wouldn't see it. So you didn't, it wasn't there for you to spend. I think this is like, in every, every, if, if, if people could have one piece of advice when it comes to personal finance is, automate make sure the money just yes. leaves and then you learn to live with what's there <laughs> rather than trying to rely on your willpower at the end of the month or during the month to set the money aside i think that is really really key and exactly. I, I have to be honest i did not know how well you had taught your kids about managing money giving them i think it's so important what you've been saying and giving them the chance to have money to manage right at an early age so that they understand and they're able to make their own choices because that's what we're training them for real life in real life they're gonna have to make trade-offs you know no matter how much money they have they're always gonna have to make a trade-off correct and i thought about that and just quickly i'll tell you because i know the time is going to be up but i was thinking how my parents gave me everything absolutely mm -hmm. everything i wanted trips and clothes and and just going out and, and restaurants anything i wanted but then when I left um, Venezuela and I went to San Luis, Missouri, yeah. my father, for some reason, can you imagine a person giving you everything out for one, for one, so for some reason he tells me, well, now you're on your own. I'm like, excuse me, what does that mean? What does that mean? Like, yeah, right? he's like, well, you same can, experience. You can apply for scholarships. You can apply for loans, whatever you want, but we are not going to give you. I'm like, wow, wow, okay. So I started to apply for loans, for scholarships and all that. And and that made me realize, wow, like, oh, this is the value of money, even though I had it a little bit, but it wasn't so ingrained. Yes. So I feel that like that is a lesson that I wanted to teach my, teach my kids. And I tell them, I tell them, you know, it's good to have your own money and to realize that um, that it can grow. You yes. know? So my daughter now is interested in the stock market. Good. The other one. Yeah, the other one is more interested in just seeing her money grow, but she doesn't know how. <laughs> well, you know that you know that you can open since she sometimes does work for her. You know that you could um you could open a Roth IRA. It's actually good for your business. Like we'll right, talk so about I did it, it separate. Okay, good, 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 good. Oh my gosh, these kids are so set. Okay, so before I wrap it up, <laughs> you know that I like to coordinate my my guests with a few fill in the blank questions. Are you ready for them? 
Yes. All right. When I give Meister or tzedakah, I like to give to? Good causes. For example, the other day, there was one that the story just was very moving. I just gave. I don't I don't have a hard time giving. So basically, I know whatever come, kind of comes my way. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I always say it's so nice to have that separate Meister account because it's like the money's there to give. And yes, I'm not suggesting that sometimes like you gave the day before, so the account might be even empty. Okay, so you might pull out from, but just having that system where you're not feeling like you have to second, like, oh, should I give now? But then how am I going to pay for whatever? I'm, you know, it's there. It's already there. Like you've already given it. You know what I mean? 100%. Yes. It's like That's an amazing thing. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. And sometimes, like you said, opportunities show up. You weren't expecting to give to that no. cause or that person. And Baruch Hashem, now it is. I had the same situation. And when the person called me recently, I said, I'm saying yes. I don't know how much. Send me the information because I'm committed to this other thing. And then when the thing came and I looked at the account, I was like, I actually can give them a lot more than I had even in my head thought when I told her yes. And I felt like, thank you. Like I was so grateful that I was able to do it. It was like such a, it's so beautiful. Okay. I'd love to make more money because. Because I want to give. Nice. Awesome answer. Something I wish I'd learn about money growing up is. To save. (laughs) So it's funny you say that you weren't a natural saver. Not really. I mean, yes, I wasn't. I wasn't either. We grew up very, very similar. You know me. You know, we grew up so similar. Like there was no concept. But I know why. Because because I knew that that that, um, hose was keep on giving water. Was like all propulsion. If you know that the 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 hose is always giving water, it's never stopping. Like all right, so it's gonna be there. You know. (laughs) You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm glad we learned it, even though we learned it a little bit later in life. But um, yes, exactly. But uh, at least we got <laughs> got the message, and we're doing exactly. better by our children, people. <laughs> exactly. Money, spiritual or physical? Spiritual. Mm. Something I splurge on unapologetically is jewelry and and traveling. Yes, I was going to think. I was going to say it's a travel. You guys are big on experiences, like, which makes me so happy to see, like, you guys are always on a new adventure. Yeah, but remember that we have timeshare. So that helps. A lot. Yes, that does help. And I, I was kind of hoping you didn't say anthropology because we were in our ten- 20s. We used to spend too much money there. Why? What were we thinking? Can you please tell me? <laughs> I know. So true. And then it went to secondhand stores, you know, selling yes. it for $10. No, I'm not into anthropology so much anymore. I'm, I'm not into, <laughs> I'm not even into shopping so much. It's like, um, like no, you I, are. That I am. No, I, I mean, I, I would, I just don't have the time. Like time. I, I, I think there's something to be said for that. I always say to mothers, get busy. Otherwise you're going to, when your baby's napping, you know what you're going to be doing? You're going to be spending money recklessly. If you don't have something that is fulfilling, that nourishes you, that you're busy with. I don't know. That's my own take. I feel like I should have gotten busier when I was early on in my parenting journey. <laughs> yeah. It's a therapy. You know how it is. It's just, it's shopping is a therapy sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. for, for me, what scares me is not to press the button of, um, shop and purchase is the button of, oh, now I got it and now I have to return it. So that's scary. So that, you know, stops yeah. me from shopping more. <laughs> yes, I hear you. Another errand to add to the list, right? Exactly. Yes, I hear you. I like that one. Yes, it's a good way to train yourself. It's like, oh, 
you know what, let me think about this because if this is going to become another errand, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Today I'm most grateful for. I'm most grateful for, for Hashem. Wow. Hashem giving us um, all the good things and, and you know, the, the rough times and the good times for everything. Mm. Wow. That's beautiful. And finally, I'm Alex Kaplan and I believe Jewish money matters because it buys a lot of experiences and it buys a lot of yontov and it also helps with sadaka it's just yes juice should have money <laughs> amen to that that's the perfect way to end this interview i am so happy we did this you see guys you just got this like a, an inside glimpse into our coffee date because that's all we wanted to do we just wanted to sit and hang out because otherwise it's like yeah i'll call you i'll call you i'll call you right Totally. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And as always, I always listen to you. No matter which podcast you have or class that you have, you're a phenomenal speaker, Thank writer, you. and friend and mom. Thank you so much. This was so informative. Tell us where we if we need interpreting services, where do we find you? LinkedIn? More our website. It's okay. www.kaplaninterpreting.com and Kaplan is with a K. Amazing. And you don't just do California, right? You have interpreters other places as well. Yeah, the entire California and we're expanding to other states in the United States and hopefully internationally. Amazing. We'll be sure to put that in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks to Alex Kaplan for stopping by and sharing your story. If you're in need of professional interpreting services, visit her website at kaplaninterpreting.com. Thanks for being here. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and rating on your Apple podcast app on your phone. Send in those questions for our Ask Yael Friday episode. I look forward to those. You can reach me at Yael Trush on Instagram, DM me on Instagram, or you can email me Yael at Yael Trush. Have a great day.